That's Hooklip's uh, cell phone ringtone. Welcome to the Meme Mega Podcast, where Adam and Luke join forces to create characters and stories to populate Megaton City, an imaginary world where superpowered heroes dare to face twisted forces of evil in an effort to keep humanity weird. And now we join Adam and Luke at the Mega HQ, where they prepare to dive headfirst into yet another whirlwind of imagination and creativity. It's time for the Name Storm. for your consideration is Screaming Emu. A crazy, like, sporty person sort of got into the emu thing by accident or something. Like, maybe had some sort of weird injury or something and then couldn't compete. And then he just stumbled into an (laughs) emu thing one Saturday night. Hey, guys, what are you doing? ever the same. (laughs) So, like, has a bum leg or a bad back or something and has to... Yeah, I think so. So, like, he doesn't. That's why. And then he rides the emu. But the it turns out that this emu has, like, super emu powers, like, uh, beyond the strength and agility of a regular emu nice. or something. What if the emu saved his life? They create a bond because this... Like, maybe he... Maybe he's he has to... Um, he's forced into riding this emu because of his injury. Or and yeah. then something happened, and he's like, he doesn't want to do this. He like just he's doing it because he had like he wants to be in sports, and this is right. wherever he ends up. Like he, I don't even know where they race emus, but no, but like I I think it doesn't. I like this a lot. It doesn't start as like a racing emu. Right. It's just like uh, it's just like uh, what do you call it? Like an assistive dog. Like it's just yes. like a, a an animal you get. It's like these are just writing emus for people who have hip rehabilitative problems or something yeah. like re- rehabilitative emu the cool arm this <laughs> this is a time traveling school marm from like the 1800s yes and sold and like she's i feel like she's uh constantly trying to um trying to fit in with the youth that she ends up like she, she travels through time and works with different groups of children for various reasons. And she's constantly trying to fit in, trying to be cool, like contemporarily cool, but it's always, always off because she's, she's from a very specific time period and she's right of a very specific mindset. Most of the time she's able to like fit in, like she dresses reason, you know what I mean? Right. She's, but then like she just at critical moments, she's just way off base of what, yes. like don't and spend it, too much time on your knitting projects. <laughs> Churn in the butter. Health Karen. Just some sort of a, I guess I don't want to say lower level, but like street level medical worker. Um, but she, she has like a, some sort of an extreme medical empathy. 
Like, right. <laughs> like she can, she can sense a person's need for medical, uh, for medical care just by being near them. Like there's a proximity where like she gets the health sense or whatever. And, and, and can sense like, Oh, you stubbed your toe this morning. You should put some ice on that before it gets uh-huh. too bruised or, Hey, you've got an infection in your lungs. Let's get you to a doctor. But it's just, it's it like, like this. that would make walking down the street brutal, man. It would, like everybody, yeah. she stops like, listen, you have a kidney stone. That's, let me that just, is... let me just vaporize that for you. Hawk lamp. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I first thought I feel like Hooklip might be someone that healthcare has to help. <laughs> Hooklip, yeah, I, I like. There are a lot of ways that could go. Is that like a reference to lips that are prosthetic hooks, or a lip that's a prosthetic hook, or is it just lots of piercings? That Ooh. could be Hooklip. Yeah, could be lots of, and then or like. Uh, could also be a fishing wreck. Could have been a fishing injury or something. <laughs> you just have one. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's no. Lip. Is there still a hook in the lip, or is it just a? <laughs> <laughs> there's just no. That's gross. There's just like a big like hole where the hook used to be. Uh. You see drools out of that. Unicorn. Municorn. M U N I. Like municipal. Yes, so Municorn, I think, is a mutant unicorn. Just as a, like, primer, where do unicorns come from to begin with? This is because it's, if we're dealing with a mutant unicorn, I don't think I know enough about... I, I don't know that much about the origins of unicorns either, so I went, I kind of copped out for an extra dimensional, <laughs> like, like, they come from another dimension, and... This particular breed of unicorn is actually really skilled at like administrative, uh, like office duties, and clerical work. Mm-hmm. Unicorns all are created with a specific purpose in mind, and this was like the this is like the civic minded, <laughs> duty driven, like grunt work uh, unicorn. So this unicorn just lives in like a middle sized city, you know, near the downtown core and just like walks to work every day with a packed lunch, goes in sits in the office, talks to the coworkers, babysits Carol's baby sometime. Like, you know, it's just a team player. Probably walks to work with, uh, with hook lip, just very, right. Just very normal day. Hook lip and unicorn. Creature talk. I envision a an enormous oversized like a truck sized lump of potato mush <laughs> with like little arms and legs. Like as if it's an infant potato mush. Well, just that it's so my my thought was that it's it's like this professor, this like genius professor who right. like during some sort of body swapping experiment ends up putting himself into a a mound of like mashed potatoes like becomes right. a sentient mound of mashed potatoes and then and like the arms and legs aren't really even functional like they're just they're they're fake like they just to give it the the appearance of of humanity where my head went i mean i i obviously thought of tater tots which now i'm hungry so thanks for that <laughs> but then after that i pictured a small child 
as you could call it, yeah. Tot. Yes. I never even thought leapt through who leapt through the air with great agility and every time they landed created a giant crater. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. But then when you were saying your thing, I was like, "Oh no, it should be the potato thing." And maybe like it should like just like like bounce like the way that it travels is like it is this big potato thing but it like goes boing yes. boing like creating craters everywhere it goes Vasectamoose <laughs> uh, like a low rate rural doctor's uh, pet or something like like that was his he had moose and he was a vasectomy clinic or something so yeah the, the vasectomoose, but then like somehow it got somehow the vasectomoose and the vasectomy scalpels and something came together. Oh, that's a phrase that I never want to hear again. After a few heated rounds of rock, paper, scissors, cyborg, Luke and Adam finally decide on their chosen mega for this week's episode. It's Health Karen. I, so I, I envision this character ha- having worked at a at an insurance company. She's an insurance broker or assessor. Um, I, who who? Yeah, assessor, like someone who would who would judge whether or not you should uh, receive your your coverage. Benefit. Right. So, like, uh, she works for a health insurance company and. Her 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 duty, according to the company, is to pay out as little as possible. Exactly, and but her job to the customer is to obviously, you know, make sure they're cared for. But I think for a long time she was um, kind of the company man, company woman, um, where she she kind of drank the Kool Aid and was very much because she thought what she was doing was actually helpful in the overall scheme of things. Does that make sense? Is it because she was oblivious to the, how much her and the insurance company were hurting people, or was she just didn't really care because she was wrapped up in her own youthful misadventures and making money and being a part of the economy? And I want to say that she was like, like kind of a like they considered her a real shark within the the insurance business like she she was just really competitive and she she wanted to save the company money maybe she came to this job at a time in her life where she like really was struggling like she had lost a job or something whatever and so like she has a certain amount of loyalty like she was sort of blind to the people being hurt uh you know when she would decline somebody's coverage or whatever she didn't see that because she was struggling so badly at the time that what she saw was this insurance company saved her and therefore uh the company was good and so like servicing the company like making sure the company did well really mattered yes i envisioned her initially being this person who is who doesn't really give a crap about a lot of people yeah I wasn't really especially tied to the other thing. I like the idea of her being, she is just more, maybe she grew up without a lot of money and like had to put herself through a small college and then got this job like and worked her way up and does very well. And still sees the company as like this thing that really helped her kind of come out of 
this yeah. this pat the her her life from the past and, and sees people who aren't well or don't have enough means to pay for their medical bills as that's their own fault because right. that's your fault. I yeah. look I didn't have money and now I'm fine. Yeah, you need help, go go find a different job or make some money, sell some kids, do whatever you need to do. Sell right. some kids? What? <laughs> For some reason, I really, I really want her to actually work at an insurance company in Megaton City. Like I want right. her, like I, because I think there would be so many more opportunities for weird insurance claims coming in. Right. Um, and people, like maybe that's part of her deal too. Is like, well, you shouldn't have been standing around in the streets when these people were having their mega fight. Like, why weren't you in a basement somewhere? Or right, you shouldn't stand around irradiated mushrooms from Planet X. Like everybody knows that's not healthy. So avoid those things. It becomes hard for me to draw parallels to real world healthcare issues is there a way to bridge that so that it you know what i'm saying i i get what you're saying because it makes the the um the negative in her personality is much more realistic if she's telling someone who's like been who has this like pre-existing condition so like if in megaton city insurance works exactly the same jobs work exactly the same basically things are the same except there are some strange jobs and insurance claims. If we think about it that way, then the human element's exactly the same. That then ultimately, she's an insurance assessor. She doesn't like to. She goes out of her way to make not make claims and make the company money, and thinks that the people who can't figure out how to live and coexist and not you know fall pray to the latest villain scheme and then you eat something that turns all of your fingers into worms or something like that's just on you. Uh, you didn't right. have worm coverage after all. Maybe it's just a matter of giving, thinking about how those businesses and things exist. Like, is there, is, are they the same? Like there's, there would be businesses that cater specifically to the humans that, that do live in the city and that like make the, the infrastructure of the city actually function. Right. Like that's like, it's 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 actual humans that that make the entire city function right. at the most basic yeah. level. Meanwhile, you have all of these megas that kind of act as celebrities, politicians in our real world. Like that's kind of where where the level where they right. are. So they when they talk about insurance and their their personal needs, it's on like a completely different level from where the humans yes. would be referring to it. Does that make sense? One hundred percent. So. So health Karen is an, is just a regular person who works for a health insurance company in Megaton city. And maybe she's like, and, and maybe the company is sort of like the, I don't know whether it's a company that exists outside of Megaton city also or not, but like that insurance companies in Megaton city, that's like the gold rush for insurance because stuff happens all the time <laughs> yes. like a whole block gets turned into slugs and stuff like that <laughs> so like instead of copy uh coffee shops competing on corner to corner it's like insurance company versus insurance yeah, they've got company people out front like, signing you up like, yeah it's very aggressive they have mascots outside yeah, because and they like 
the insurance companies get heroes to be like sort of uh, uh, spokes heroes. Spokes heroes. <laughs> so what? What is her life like otherwise? Um, I think she, she, I think this is one of our loner characters. She, she kind of, she spends a lot of time alone. Um, maybe doesn't have a, a family or a family nearby. Maybe they are elsewhere. This is where I was having some troubles, like not really knowing what her kind of personal values or, or passions right. would be like what, what, what she's into other than just this job and excelling at this in her profession, like wanting to push herself further, which I mean, that can be in a, that can be a passion too, but just looking for something a little bit more meaningful. Yeah, I think definitely like a, a, a sort of, I mean, she's a workaholic with a, with a, like a distinct sort of work ethic. Like she's driven to achieve for herself. Like she has a strong, uh, like a strong sense of a person's need to take care of themselves. So maybe she is a loner, but there is one person that she does care about. She has a partner who is like her world. Like that's the person that she cares most about. There's this, her spouse is like the most important thing to her. And she doesn't really, the way that she, in the same way that she doesn't really pay much attention to customers beyond like the question and answer that she gives Mm -hmm. them. She's kind of the same way about people in general outside of work, except for this person in her life. And this, like she focuses entirely on this person. Everything else is just like, I, whatever. I don't Mm -hmm. really, don't really care about that. And maybe that person, the person that her spouse is like really the opposite. Like they, they do care about other people, but what if this, what if the spouse ends up having like insurance rejected, like have, has, has a condition that gets, that gets denied coverage from the company. And that kind of, that starts to kind of unravel the, our character and kind of send her, send her forward into her change. Maybe it's a sister with special needs. She takes care of. That was my first impulse. And I went, Oh wait, that's, that's awesome. Yes. Has a sister has Down syndrome or something, and she takes care of the sister because the parents, whatever, flaked off and didn't like the parents had no responsibility. So she's been caring for this person for a long time, and like she has a real complex around you need to take care of yourself and your people, and that's nobody else's job. And part of that is because she worked. That's part of why she worked so hard to get a job at this insurance company. And then maybe it's like, yeah, something happens and there's some sort of change in the health laws. Then that opens up whatever uh, whatever this sister siblings condition is to be dropped from the insurance because she has great insurance because she works for the company. But then suddenly this gets dropped or something. What if they they came to Megaton City because insurance was such a it was such a great business and there was people were competing for low rates and people who live there are generally healthy or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like she, so she, she and her sister come here and for the past few years, they've been enjoying really great mega care. Right. Omega care. Hey, wait, 
I don't think it's that the, the care is great. I think it's that the, that, that the, or that the insurance is especially better. It's that the healthcare is amazing because the doctors, and the, right. there's yes. alien technology and all this stuff. <laughs> yes. Like there are all these advances that don't happen anywhere else because they have access to the universes. Um, so that's why they came and they have just, just solid insurance coverage. I love that. The, the, the healthcare being so like, next level so then maybe something happens to to the um the medical personnel of megaton the city or or some sort of law is passed within the city where like that kind of medical care is is given only to mega citizens and humans are kind of put on the back burner like does that make sense like there are so many severe um injuries that the megas are are experiencing that the all the high technology has to be used yeah i think and like maybe it's tied to an over i mean so we have there's a villainous takeover of the government that's sort of in the process in megaton city and maybe that's like one of the first things that happens is because the villains want all of the regular people out of megaton city i mean they want all the regular people out of the everywhere but so yeah. maybe a part of their like they want to turn the citizens against the megas or something so they they take away their access to all of this amazing healthcare and it turns out a bunch of people moved to Megaton City because they had amazing healthcare and now they don't have access to it or they can't afford it like you can still get it but it's insanely unattainable because it all cost millions of like which is like the currency on some moon or something yes so so they've turned um so human normal humans have kind of um one been kind of assaulted with their with a lack of health care and they're becoming uh more apt to uh turn against megas turn against they're just there's a just a general sense of negativity and frustration that's kind of settled over the human population and i would say probably within like the true heroic Mm -hmm. portions of megaton city like the actual the real mega heroes yeah maybe a bunch of um care about a bunch of heroes open free clinics with access to some of this technology and stuff trying to like they try to work around but yeah. Okay, that's excellent. So the, she, her sister, loses the coverage that she's had, and the um, like her her well being. I mean, does she does she die? Is it is it, uh, is it something that's going to affect her to that point, or is it just reduce I, her? I feel like this sister wouldn't let that happen. Like I feel like Karen is sort of the sort of person who like she's just gonna make it happen. So maybe it's more like. They, they go through, you know, it's kind of a rough time. And like, I like the idea of that it's mandated that they lose this sort of access, but then the insurance company maybe also like raises rates on all the comparable, uh, because they're like, Hey, money in our pocket, baby. So it's like, she has right. this really distinct conflict between she can make lots of money and the company can make lots of money, but at the expense of it costing people like her lots of money to provide basic care for somebody who needs it. Um, and that's a serious conflict for her. Oh, 
Oh, I love this. Because uh, because Karen doesn't want her sister to lose um, any of her health benefits, she she is one of the first humans to like start seeking out these mega like pop up um, medical right. tents or whatever. Um, and so she's maybe over the course of a few weeks, she's been taking her her sister to one of these places. What was that like? I just, I, um, uh, I all of a sudden thought, oh, but maybe the trouble with these pop-up clinics is that also villains open pop-up clinics yes. to deceive people. So it's a little bit of like a whack-a-mole. You're just trying to like find the right place. We, I could see it. Proof that we're still just right here, mind right. to mind. Yeah. And she's, she's completely duped. And uh, she realizes at the last minute as they're going to do something to her sister that they're not on the up and up. And she she manages to get her sister out of the way. But she receives a dose of something or is blasted by something or something. I think there are certain mega villains in this whole kind of emerging social stratosphere in Megaton City that don't necessarily just want to get rid of humans, but are also like maybe converting them, like kind of playing experiments on them, making their own little like megas to see what they can do. And that's what this, this particular tint is like maybe, Oh, um, chill the druggist, right? Like maybe chill the druggist has set up a, right. A little pop-up and is like giving, handing out like, juices or or power drinks or something and i i'm picturing the the shrink ray from honey i shrunk the kids that's what i'm picturing <laughs> i mean so he's got this like ray that that he tells is like uh that he tells them is some sort of like you know well where i come from this is a naturalist uh it's all natural it's the rays from a <laughs> it's a unicorn's ass or something. I don't know. It's the it's 100% organic genetic rejuvenator. Right. And so she like dives in front of it. Yes. And stopping the sister from getting zapped. Like she figures out what it is or so she takes the blast and then maybe in the course of that happening like kind of sabotages the the tent and is able to escape with right. her sister and then she starts to like immediately starts to feel the effects of this this transformation like she's she can sense what her sister feels now and like right. starts getting all of these psychic emotions or 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 um it wouldn't really be emotions it would be what would you call that well i think i mean i guess it's like a shadow feeling of a sort it's like like she doesn't feel it in that she doesn't experience it the same way that the person feeling it feels it but she understands what it feels like she has like a physical and a mental and emotional empathy yes. it's like a like a, a fully a full empathy like this kind of echoes of just just hundreds of echoes of of sensations that she's feeling yeah. from from random people totally and so maybe like that, maybe the that comes about because uh, Chill the Druggist was trying to create a uh, a person who could then just like help him 
like he tortures people like maybe part of his de- thing is he, he like tortures people with these horrible treatments and drugs and things and he wanted somebody that he could he wanted like a mega who could take the punishment and tell him how it was because oh, he's a sicko yeah he wants to like get the so he created this like empathy ray to like make a mega you know a mega assistant like an empathic guinea pig yeah so he could test out his stuff on people, but then if it killed them, he could still find out from this person how it went. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. <laughs> <laughs> See, like this one already has a villain. We and just, he's an old villain. Yeah. We, which is kind of amazing. We just leveled up an old villain. Yeah. That's awesome. Ooh. Like maybe she doesn't immediately like scratch that what I said before. Maybe she doesn't immediately feel the the effects of this ray. It's only until after she's gotten home, um, and goes goes to work like the next day, and she starts she starts like getting phone calls from people. And as she's talking to them, maybe it's not even necessary, or maybe she has to like meet with someone in person. I don't even know if that's a thing that you would do. I'm not sure that happens. But, but yeah, like either way, even on the phone, maybe she's like in the process of rejecting people. She can feel or, their pain. Yeah. Or she starts like just feeling the pain of like people sitting around her. Like, um, like Gus in the next cubicle has scoliosis and, and a bulging disc and, and Marianne across the hall has like gout. I was, <laughs> you would, <laughs> yes. That's my favorite ailment name. <laughs> Gout. It's a good word. She can feel Phil's diarrhea from down the hall. Phil. <laughs> we have a new band name. We have a new band name. Feeling Phil's diarrhea. Also, diarrhea Phil would be a good mega. <laughs> it's also a condition. <laughs> Adam's got himself another... Another diarrhea, Phil. Someone get him a new pair of shorts. <laughs> okay, so so she feels it. She quits her job. She can't handle being around people. She right. she she goes home. She tries to like. I think at first she tries to like shield herself from everything. Is like sure. puts earbuds in. Is like playing loud music all left and right, and then starts to discover her powers, which include right. the the empathy. Well, that in and of itself is more of a weakness than a power. But yeah, That's I get what you mean. True. Maybe because partially tied to uh, what's his name, Chill the Druggist, like tied to Chill the Druggist's plan to create this empathetic assistant. It's also like not only can she understand, but she can explain it in medical terms. Like she know she knows what's happening. Yes. Not only does she feel that Phil has diarrhea. She knows it's because he's lactose intolerant and he just drank a half a gallon of chocolate milk. Yes. So like she knows what's happening internally. She has a, so I, I sort of like the idea of health care and not really being able to do much except bring like provide information for other entities and people who can do stuff to help. Does that make right. sense? Like she, well, and that makes sense because she has knowledge of like all of these healthcare providers that exist, right. like all of these. And a lot of her work then is policy based. <laughs> like, right. Like, There's a lot of paperwork involved with health Karen's day to day. 
she spends a lot of time writing letters and trying to shut places down and stuff and like yeah. dealing with governments. I, I did have one like one actual power that would affect yeah, yeah. other people. As her her this telekinetic power grows, she discovers the ability to absorb these these shadow sensations from other people and can like blast like sh- blast villains with them so they don't actually they're not they they don't have the sickness but they yeah, feel yeah. like the dread of like oh i have to go to chemotherapy for like another right. 3 weeks and i don't know if it's going to work and it's like the, like they get all of the the just like the pressing i think it's every like i i think too just when we think about health karen it's it's health in all the senses like she can, you know, it's, it's, uh, I mean, that's what you're saying is that it's not only the physical maladies, but it's also the it's emotional just, yes. and mental, like, and, you know, uh, so that I like that a lot. So is it, does she have to be in the presence of a person she's feeling something bad from, or does, can she like save them up? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, if she could save them, she would pretty quickly be, amazing but i mean it doesn't really like they pop like my sense is maybe it like sort of fades after she leaves or something i think she can save them but that also has like that takes a toll on her you know i think we initially talked about when we did the name storm like she kind of Mm -hmm. becomes this um right kind of like secluded like anti-social is like wearing black and is very very quiet and 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 low-key i think part of that is because like she can absorb these emotions and maybe right. that's how she does help people is like she can take some of that emotional strain from them. Like that's, right. that's the one way she can help a person is like, she takes that emotional strain. She can't necessarily deal. She can't immediately fix the physical, but she can, she can go through her process that we talked about of like finding, seeking those out for people, but she can immediately, reduce that psychological strain and emotional stress maybe tied to the like the telekinesis she 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 does this partially by being able to in some way reassure the person like she's able to uh, like convey messages of this is going to be okay and i'm here to help you and so they know there's someone helping like they have that that feeling of of people being with with them that someone's there helping and doing something about it and that lifts a lot of the emotional strain totally i like the idea of her like being secluded but that it's because every day she goes out and like tries to do some of this so like she she saves up her energy and like today I'm going to go over to the children's hospital and like, you know, soak up some of that. And then that's really good. That's amazing. She'll just like walk up and down the halls, like at a children's hospital and just like pull everything in and leave some, some hope behind. Like that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, Oh. K 
Karen Feely was a real company woman who demonstrated an unbreakable dedication to her employer, the Mega Shield Health Insurance Company. She was known as a shark throughout the bustling health insurance community of the hero-laden metropolis Megaton City, where most citizens were guaranteed health care to offset the dangers of daily life like airborne transit buses, exploding hot dog carts, and cybernetic dinosaur dumps. Karen was one of the only insurance brokers in the city who actively denied customer claims, reasoning that if a customer needed better health coverage, then they could just get a better job. Despite this hardline stance, she was able to provide a better quality of life for her chronically ill sister, Kendall, thanks in large part to the insurance policies of Mega Shield Health Insurance. Life took a turn when the city's newly elected mayor, Lord Doomgiver, uprooted the community's acclaimed healthcare system, removing all coverage for humans and providing it exclusively for mega-powered individuals who, quote, fought more and hurt more. With her sister's well-being suddenly hanging by a thread, Karen sought out underground healthcare pop-ups and food truck-free clinics to acquire the necessities. One such visit landed her face-to-face -face with the sinister pharmaceutical fiend, Chill the Druggist. This psychotic mega-villain had posed as a doctor in order to test his Empathomatron 9000, which he had disguised as a wholly organic genetic rejuvenation ray. Realizing at the last minute that she and her sister had both been duped, Karen tried to block the blast and was bombarded with crackling energy. She soon found that her mind had become an empathic sponge that absorbed the shadow sensations of any sick or injured person near her. She could also relieve their psychological stress and pain by retaining the emotions telepathically leaving citizens at ease with a newfound sense of hope. Rejecting her own opportunity to receive mega healthcare since she had developed uncanny powers, Karen decided to use her experience in the insurance industry to find healthcare alternatives for every sick person she met. With clerical assistance from her sister, Karen wandered the streets of Megaton City every day, determined to absorb as much misery, sickness, and anxiety as possible. Though they rarely knew she was near them until after the fact, humans, sick and healthy alike, came to praise Karen for her hard work, and she would be known in medical textbooks the world over as Health Karen. Dear listeners, go into the world and make someone happy. 
give them a hand. Be creative and tell fantastic stories. And remember, the world is normal enough. Be mega! That's why they came, and they have just just solid insurance coverage under the Affordable Care Act. They just have your standard, great federal benefits, and they're thrilled to have it. <laughs> and then maybe it's like, yeah, something happens, and there's some sort of change in the health laws. I think you've got a little politician in your throat. <laughs> Do you want the nose? <laughs>